0: and we are live what's going on everybody welcome to sheep get sheared podcast where we talk about people politics and popular culture i am your host austin creed ladies and gentlemen welcome 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 to the show so today i'm going to take a stab at popular culture and certain people and this group actually includes myself we're going to talk about what the modern church gets wrong that's what we're talking about today now, this might step on some nerves, might make some people uncomfortable, might, might you know, get you a little uh, up in arms, so to speak. But you know what? That's okay. In fact, that is the first step. The first step of moving forward is accepting what you're doing right now is working. And that's why I'm doing this show today. We're going to talk about the overemphasis of love in the church today, I think, it's gotten a little out of hand if you look in modern culture and you look at how love has become a hall pass basically do, say, feel, etc. however you want and get away with it the church is really the source of all this because they're the ones who preach love as well they help this they incentivize it i think it's unintentional but at the same time it makes no difference so we're going to talk about the hall pass of love in the church We're going to talk about surprising concerns among the pastors and leadership amongst various churches in the West. We're going to talk about that. We're also going to be talking about people. For those of you who don't really speak Christianese, I'm going to be breaking it down and making it very applicable to everybody. But here's my main question today. Why is love so important? What is it about love? That makes it so, like it's it's so oversaturated. It's everywhere you turn, everywhere you look. Disney movies, um, relationships, church, every every story, every billboard, every interaction you have with people, everything is centered around this idea of love, this idea of like passion and finding your true love and you got to do what you love and you the word love is used so flippantly across all avenues of life that I believe it needs to be talked about today but before we get into it for those of you who are new I want to welcome you in and the second thing I want to do before we get started is for those of you who are familiar I'm going to reiterate again but for those of you who are new I ask a lot of questions throughout the show And whether it's you want to support me, whether it's you want to engage in the conversation, any one of those are fantastic reasons. But all the same, you should go to my Twitter page at Aussie Creed over there on Twitter and be a part of the conversation, be a part of the community. Because I I believe it's important to get more voices heard. I believe it's important for people to share their opinions, and in a very safe environment. I'm not going to censor you. I'm not going to throw you off the plot, unblock you. I'm not going to do any of that. I believe it's a conversation. So if you want to contribute to me, to the conversation, to the channel, hop over there. There's a URL link in my bio that will send you over to the Patreon page. If you want to support the show financially, I'd appreciate it. Without further ado, though, we're going to hop right in. I'm going to share the screen, and we're going to get started today. We're going to start off with an article that I wrote back in March before I, you know, again, whenever I read from this, you'll see a little red thing that says, your account was found in violation of medium rules. Yeah, apparently, the show that I'm running right now, which is based off of the writings that I used to do, uh, apparently that's very hateful to certain people. And you know what? That's your choice to take it that way. I don't call for violence. I don't call for Discrimination, harassment—I don't—I decry- don't cry for any of it. I don't ask anybody to do anything like that because I don't believe in it. I believe in open discourse and in f- open discourse and in free speech. And if you don't like that, well, then guess what—you can get out of my country because that's what this country was founded on. But without further ado, let's hop right in. First, when it comes to for those of you who are Christians, I have a question for you: Why? Do you, do you think that do you think that this emphasis of love, do you think that it's warranted? Do you think it's good? Do you think it's bad? I want to know. Because it could be, I'm 100% alone on this. But I'll read you what I wrote. I wrote that love has been wielded as a weapon by the world against the church. Now, if you look at LGBTQ plus community, you look at other such movements, you look at other religions even you'll see this to be true. But I want to continue. God is loving, that is true. I will not disagree with that. But because the culture, the American culture, the western culture is obsessed with love, quote unquote love, we as Christians highlight this attribute above all else. It it is impossible to distinguish between the culture's idea of love and the love that we talk about in the church because guess what as much as we like to pretend we're not of the world we are in the world we're in it we live in it every day we go to our jobs we go to our activities we go and talk to our friends we go engage with our work and co-workers all these things are avenues through which we engage in the world so it's impossible to to fully distinguish this idea of culture love what we see, whether it's pushed on social media, whether it's pushed in our job, whether it's pushed around our friends and in our communities, doesn't matter. It's the same idea, the same principle. It's the, your idea of love, your definition of what how you see and interpret love will then be, when that same word is used in church, you will use one definition and apply it copy paste to the other that's how that works that's just a psychological phenomenon love has gone from incentivizing harmony between humanity to an evolving hall pass enabling the culture to curate what values we as christians should keep i've never heard anybody use such concise language to express what the church faces let's let's I, i'm gonna ask you another question when what is it about the christian church that people hate so much they say that we're intolerant they say that oh you're not accepting you are you're uh, hypocritical you're not nice you're hateful you know stuff like that have you ever noticed that the line between love and hatred is so paper thin and it depends upon who's using the word in what context, because people will use love to hate on you. People will use love to say that you're being hateful while you're using love to hate on them. You see how backwards that is? But we see that all the time. We see that being an active ingredient in society because especially, I hate to say it. No, I don't, <laughs> I don't hate to say it at all. The Democrats are the ones doing it the most. They're the ones who use love. They use, oh, you should accept people because they're in love. If they're if they're in love, then they should be able to get married. If they're in love, then you should accept them. If they're in love, then you should just look the other way. Stop caring so much. Go away. Except they're telling us how to live. They're telling us how to breathe. They're telling us what to do and everything else. So I, I can't ignore it. But it's being, love is being used as a Trojan horse to attack the church, to attack America to attack the values, the family values that we all as conservatives and as Christians care about. It's being attacked every day of the week. The love that you hear in church, the emphasis of love is being weaponized and is being used as a Trojan horse to attack us. Because people don't understand that if you look in the Greek, there are multiple different words for love. Based upon what type of relationship and what kind of love. Love is like a... It's very ironic, actually. Love is like a rainbow. As much as I hate to use that analogy, it's very accurate. There's different colors of it. There's different types. Mm, Excuse me. There's different types of it. Different shades. Different relationships that require different types and kinds of love. Look, I'm no love expert. I personally think that love is used way too much... Way too much in society today. I don't understand the overemphasis of it. I... You could say there and say, Austin, you're just a miserable human being. You know, you're sad, you're hurt, you're alone. I've heard it all. You can say whatever you want, but it doesn't matter because if you don't have a counter-argument to what I'm saying, because clearly something's going on in the church. The pastors are freaking out. We'll get to that in a second. But... Look, the Christian church, like this is my article again, by the way, that I'm reading from. The Christian church has changed much since the early days. The early church was focused on forgiveness and redemption, whereas too many denominations and churches focused on love and compassion. Again, these are not, I'm not saying they're not important, they are important. However, it robs the full view of God. It does not tell... For people who don't know much about the, the Torah and the Old Testament, God was pretty wrathful. He uh, had a very strong sense of justice, which, if you believe in the Bible, you have to believe that God has not changed, because it's spoken of in the Bible that God does not change. So if God has not changed, why? what has changed? Our view of god our interpretations have changed our culture has changed our desires for what we want god to tell us have changed just look at the very fact that here in in this town i live in in california downtown there is a church that flies the lgbtq plus flag it flies it out there i'm gonna ask you something How many mosques or how many synagogues do you think will do the same thing? I could see a couple of the liberal Jews, some of my liberal brethren doing that. I could see it. The liberal Jews out there, I I could see them doing it. The the Muslims? Oh, are you joking? Hell no, they're not going to do that. My friends, when it comes to love, it's being misused. It's being abused, for lack of a better term. It is. It's being used as a, oh, well, God just loves everybody. Instead of teaching about God, instead of teaching about what the Israelites and the Jews and everybody have gone through throughout the millenniums or millions of years, depending upon what you interpret it to be, we focus only on love. Because that's what people want. People want love. People live their lives to get love. Because it is the biggest hallucinogen on the planet. It is the single biggest Hallucinogen on the planet. Everybody buys into this idea of love because they want to believe it. So therefore, that is why people like Karl Marx said that religion was the opium of the masses because he's talking about this idea of love. In my opinion, I see it because when you talk about this love, the community, and the herd mentality, and all in the, the almost the demonization of free thinkers in the church, like myself, who are kind of thrown out and like how dare you question stuff this is why this is exactly the problem and this is why pastors are having a serious problem which is what leads me to my next story pastors current concerns for the christian church in the united states according to a study now here's my question i'm gonna hide it real quick so you don't cheat what do you think are the biggest problems facing the church right now according to the leadership of the church the pastors what do you think they're concerned about? Leave your leave your comments if you're watching on YouTube or hit me up on Twitter at Aussie Creed over there, and you can contribute to the conversation. Now, here are the answers. Watering down the gospel teachings is number one at seventy-two percent. Number two, culture shift to a secular age, sixty-six. That's what we're talking about right now. The secular culture infiltrating the church. The government infiltrating the church. I find it funny that all these leftists, all these liberal communists from Brooklyn, from San Francisco, from Chicago, everywhere else, they talk about, ooh, separation of church and state. You can't teach Christianity in my school. (laughs) That's a backwoods Neanderthal thinking. Meanwhile, they talk about the separation of church and state, all these... Beautiful pieces of garbage from Brooklyn and San Francisco and Chicago. Meanwhile, when it came to the pand- the uh, pandemic, when it came to that, what do they have to say then? Oh, close those churches down. Oh, you should order those churches to not p- congregate. You should order those churches to close their doors. Oh, so the government, the state, can go on to church's business when they feel like it, but the church can't go into government oh well thank you so much for clearing that up i am so glad we uh we picked that out oh and that let's go to number three poor discipline ship models i mean my friends i'm curious if you're in a church right now do you know somebody who you would truly model your life after who can really walk you through life i hope they i hope you do truly i do Here's the problem. You don't have a well-rounded interpretation of life. I I have a pretty good one for my age. I'll tell you that right now. I'm only in my early 20s. Which people were going to tell me, Oh, you don't know what you're talking about. You're young. As if age has anything to do... As if age has a direct correlation to wisdom. I know some older people who are rather dim-witted and dull. And have made the same mistakes for the last 50 years. But they're supposedly more wise than me. But whatever. Whatever. Oh boy, addressing complex social issues with biblical integrity. In other words, that that's a code word for uh, the communists cracking on the church for actually interpreting the Bible as it was supposed to be interpreted. In other words, uh, they say, and the Bible says, uh, "No to homosexuality, no to gay marriage." Uh, people don't like that in society. They don't like it, so they think that that's hateful. That's bad. So they have to tiptoe around that, kind of like dance, like a dancing monkey. Oh, oh, you know, the Bible says that, but like, you know, it's it, 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 they're just hemming and hawing. They're trying to say no, but also say, well, but you know, it's not bad because they don't want to be canceled and they won't, don't want their 501c3 revoked from the government because if they don't perform a gay wedding, that could be taken away from them. Oh, you didn't know that, did you? Well, you learned about it here today. You're welcome. Prosperity Gospel, oh goodness, this is the idea that if, you, if you're if you a Christian, then your life's going to be just amazing, you're going to have Scrooge McDuck money, you're going to just be balling out, worry-free, and everything's just going to work out for you. Um, tell me the last time that worked for anybody ever. Um, I would love to hear about it. Last time I checked, there was no such thing as... Oh, my life's just going to be great from now on. No matter what happens, my life's going to be great. That doesn't exist anywhere as far as I know. Uh, If I'm wrong, please feel free to correct me because I would love to know about this utopian fantasy. Because this is exactly where the communists get their playbook from. This idea of, oh, once the bourgeoisie gets pushed out, we're all going to be loving it. We're all going to love each other and everything's going to be great. Meanwhile, they're exploiting you to get there, but we'll ignore that. Reaching the younger audience. Oh boy, that's a big one. I was actually talking about this today in church. I was talking to this, uh, to one of my um, father's friends about this. The older people, they try really hard, but I'm going to tell you something. They don't do a good job at really getting in and understanding the younger generation because they didn't have the technology. They didn't have the social issues. They didn't have this distorted view of the world that's so out of touch with reality call liberalism which is just a code for socialism which is communism without a gun in my opinion so they don't know how to they don't know how to talk about social issues with people who are so socially they're social justice warriors with their keyboard but they wouldn't sign up for the military to go to the middle east to, and try to break up slavery all these all these lovely pieces of garbage But whatever, we'll keep going. Political polarization. Oh, look at that. You notice a theme here? A lot of it has to do with the constant pushing down your throat of the younger generation cannot relate to the older one anymore. It's been so taken, so far removed, that it's not the same thing anymore. I'll tell you a personal story real quick. My grandmother recently passed away. She was married to my grandfather for 60 years. 60 years. And when I went to the funeral, it was tough. It was really tough. It was was tough to see my, my family get emotional like that. It was tough to see people that I never met who knew my grandmother talk about her life, talk about how much they loved her how much they could relate to her cuz she made them feel welcome she made them feel warm inside and it was it was it was really really tough to get through that but the main thing that i identified when i was there was this generational gap do you see today i'm asking talking to the younger people millennials gen z those Guys, we got to ask you. I got to ask you something. Do you see a marriage lasting 60 years today? I look at the statistics say no. Statistically, seven years is the average now. Seven years is the average for marriage, according to the statistical data. And yet, when I went to my grandmother's funeral, people were talking about how she was married for 60 years. And But here's the weirdest part. They said that as if it wasn't even an accomplishment. As if, yeah, that's what's expected. If you get married at 25 and you die at 85, then you were married for 60 years. See, that's how people used to think. That's what love used to look like. It used to look and say, guess what? I'm not always happy. I'm not always potentially even loving you. But guess what? I made a commitment. I made a agreement before man and before God, and I'm going to stick with it. And the church still thinks that's how marriage works today, and it doesn't. It doesn't work that way anymore. It should, but it doesn't. And if you disagree and you tell, and you want to say, well, Austin, my marriage has lasted for 40 years. That's amazing. I'm sorry, though anecdotal evidence that's not the statistics again i wish i could tell you differently but it doesn't matter it doesn't work that way we're gonna look over at this it all comes down to desperately seeking love my friends everybody wants to feel loved accepted valued all of that but i'm gonna tell you something when you chase this idea of love when you chase this need To be accepted and validated as a human being you are robbing yourself of the opportunity to do that in-house for yourself you will look for validation from everybody on the planet you ever interact with if you cannot look yourself in the mirror and accept who you are if you don't love yourself if you don't love who you are and who you want to become you will never love yourself It doesn't matter who tells you you're great. It doesn't matter who tells you that they like you. It doesn't matter who tells you they admire you or how much you've changed their life or how much you've impacted them. It doesn't mean a damn thing. Nothing. It doesn't mean anything. Because you will never really accept what they're saying to you. You will not accept it because they will, it doesn't align with how you see yourself. And that's why I'm doing this show today. Like this article says, we feel alone, insecure, or vulnerable. And being with others makes us less so. Yes, that's why people are lonely. To avoid that, that's why they do that. The urge towards relatedness fulfills not just our need for protection and security, but also for purposes and direction in life. People used to identify who they were by what village they were from. By what their job was. By who they knew. By who they married. By what... You see how life has changed since then? In many ways it's stayed the same. But in very key ways it's changed. We chase progress instead of being prudent. And that is why the church's idea of love... Let me flip the screen real quick. That's why when it comes to love... How the church see, talks about love. The love is not what is important. You should be talking about the fire. The brimstone. The law. The order. That is what it's supposed to bring to society. That is what has kept society together. It has been the glue. The cornerstone upon which society is built. But if it's not a cornerstone anymore. And it's more of a do what you feel stone. It's flexible. It's flexible. You can't build something concrete on quicksand. You can't build something that's built to last on something that's flexible. You can't do it. It's not going to work. It will give eventually. Or it will be sabotaged. It's not going to be built to last. And that doesn't mean you need to go around, quote, hating people. No. It just means that you need to have a full well-rounded view of who god is because if you don't you're worshiping an idol you're not worshiping god and even if you don't you could care less about religion you need to understand the principle of what i'm saying to you if you're going to compromise on this if you're going to do love the hyper focus of love you could justify anything under the pretenses of love you could do anything look at stories Look at history. Look at the world, for God's sakes. And look at what is done in the name of love. What is sacrificed. What is taken in the name of love. And a lot of it's bad. And yet, we still use it today to justify almost everything under the sun. That is why we cannot deal in feelings. We cannot deal... With just, you know, oh, I feel this, and I want to feel that. That does not matter. We need facts. We need general order. Not general, oh, whatever I feel like. No. No, 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 no. My friends, this idea of love, this idea of if it almost feels good, do it. Is what the church gets wrong. The church gets this so wrong. That if you if you wanna they are so they want people to be brought in so much that they're not willing to push people away who don't even understand the idea of who God actually is. God is not a social worker. God is not just say, oh, don't worry, it's okay, it'll all work out. Don't worry, do what you want, do what makes you feel good. No. No. God is nothing like that. God calls for order. He calls for justice. He calls for righteousness. And if you're not willing to do that, then you're not ready to be part of religion. That's it. Now, it's a journey. I understand that. However, if you're not even willing to make this journey, to accept that what you're doing is not good, or what you're doing is not right, or you're not seeing reality for what it is and curtailing your speech and your ideas to fit with the young people who are seeing this reality and living it every day, you're not going to reach people the way they need to be reached. You're not going to get the message across you want to get, which is why you use this idea of love, like everyone else, to try to get, to bait your hook with love. You bait your heart, you bait... You hook with love, and the fish will bite. But if everyone's using the same bait, then what? You're missing the point. Her church is not a social club. Anyways, my friends, I feel like I've ran, I, I've talked about this long enough. I Feel like I'm starting to repeat myself here. I just hope you realize what what the church is getting wrong today, and why I want the church to stop dropping the ball and start getting it right. Because then they will suddenly see the young people flock back into the pews again. They'll get involved in community groups again. They'll get involved in the young ministry again. They'll get involved in college group again. They will lead the church again. But not if things don't change. Anyways, my friends, if you have anything you want to say on the matter, if you have anything you want to ask or anything else, you can direct it to my Twitter at Austin Creed over there. And I'll be more than happy to engage with you. Till next time, my friends. God bless you. God bless your family. And God bless the United States of America. We are out of here. Peace.